Well, well, here we are. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of the DadCast. I think I'm going to rename this soon. I'm not really sure what it is going to be just yet. I'm still developing this, but the whole concept is to understand that dads need a platform. We need a ability to conversate. We need a platform to learn from each other and, you know, just con- continue to build for ourselves and the next generation because one iron sharpens iron and two is very important that we as people help each other you know to build a community so that we can affect each other in a positive light so the concept today is and i am super excited because it's been a minute and you know what you might be my first female guest i'm so honored i'm 89 percent sure you are my first female guest well you. Wow, yeah, you're the first female guest. Yep, welcome. Thank you very much. All right, so um, with that said, sheesh, um, you have two boys, correct? Two boys, yeah. Ages? 12 and 4. 12 and 4, okay. And was dad in your life, yes or no? Um, and, and there's versions of that. I know, like, I was about to say, like, the Facebook version oh. answer is complicated, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, like he was he was there but not the way I needed him type stuff. Yeah, like, um so I have two fathers. I have a stepfather and a biological father. Oh, okay, okay. My stepfather was in my life predominantly and my, my father was kinda um in and out, we'll say. Like Fair there but like Fair. there for special occasions. Okay, okay. So, um, do you have a preference? Because some people do, like, you know what, my stepdad is my dad because he was there, or he was a jerk, or, you know, um, do you have a preference? Like, so, I think at, at one point in my life, I decided to start calling my stepdad dad because mm. I felt like he was my father. I felt like he was there, he was teaching me, he was raising me, so mm. um, I call my, my stepdad dad and my, my biological father Pops. Okay, um, so, okay, yeah. okay, so you kind of like jump on one side of the fence so to speak kind of yeah you know I I, I I never I, I had a stepdad but I didn't I never called him dad yeah so even with my stepmom like my my biological father remarried and like when I'm over there like we actually visit them recently and I was just calling her mom like okay you know I feel like is, it, is that out of respect though or is no. that so for it, my is it out of genuine love it's out of genuine love because she has a really good heart okay very um, I love the way that she loves my father and the way that she just welcomes us in and tries to be there right, well, as that's, that's a mom then yeah that's a mom because you know, so. I have good friends mothers and I tell my daughter all the time I have family that are no longer friends but I have friends that are now family yeah you know what I mean much like yourself like you know what's this family here, like you said, all the time, you know, like that's important to us. So I get that completely. So if she's earned the right and yeah. her heart's in the right place, you've accepted her yeah. as a parent. I think I started a little bit on the shallow side, my little Libra nature. I'm always like, everything's love, but definitely she, hmm. um, she definitely is the mother of my family all the time. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Fair indeed. All right. Um, with that said, uh, um, I always ask my daughter, well, when I, when I try to, I don't know how to say this, you, you remember when we were younger and people used to be like, I, I got good news and bad news? Oh, yeah. Like, I would always want the bad news first. Really? Like, let's get the show with it. <laughs> like, come on now. I'm like, come on now. 
Like, let's just get it over with so that way I can end off on a good note. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Let's deal with this. Your perspective is just, always positive. <laughs> hey, just deal with it. Crazy. Knock it out <laughs> and get it over with. And then we can end on a positive note and then be like, ah. Right. You know, let's, let's move on to what, you know, what we want to enjoy, you right. know? So, um, I'm going to say this. What are some of the worst things that you feel like both dads taught you? <laughs> and, it, it, you know, you don't have to get too intricate. Like, you can, it could be a one-word answer. Right. You know? Um... And then we'll get to the good things later. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how, and and I taught my daughter this. It's funny, it's just random. And I asked her this, and I think I really asked her this. I got good news and bad news. And I don't even think I taught her that. Like, she really asked for the bad news first. That's so funny. And I'm like, damn, like, that's, I do that too. (laughs) Yeah, genetics, right? Like, that's crazy to know that sometimes things just pass through. So... What are some of the worst things you can think of? Like, if you want me to start, I can tell you mine. Yeah, do that. So, let's, let's do that. fear. My father taught me fear mm-hmm. because of abuse. Okay. You know what I mean? I witnessed abuse and, you know, physical abuse, and it wasn't okay, you know? So, it kind of had me shook, like, you know, like, damn, like, should I fear him? Should I fear myself? Should right. I fear other men? You know? Yeah. And it took me years to kind of develop my own strength. Right. To figure out, like, oh, I'm a man, too. Like, I can, you know, deal with a man, or I can, you know, meet you where you're at. Mm-hmm. It took me years, but I had to figure that out on my own. Okay. So, fear was one negative thing he taught me. Um, lack of resilience. Um, you know, when, when he met a challenge, it was always emotional and um, personal, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It was always like... Oh, well, you hate me. Like, no, like, you don't know what this person has been through today, or mm-hmm. you don't know what they're thinking, you know? Like, address the situation, you know, calculate, you know, break it down and build it up. But this is me as a 40 year old adult figuring this out. You know what I mean? Like, calculating and, and witnessing, you know, hundreds of thousands of conversations with different people, mm-hmm. you know? It took me years to figure this stuff out. Right. So, those those are mine. So those, okay. are, those are the negatives. So for me, I think I've been coming to a place of like, looking inward. I think we all kind of are turning inward just in life, right? So mm-hmm. I was thinking about this question, funny, recently, and I think one of the worst things that I learned, may not have been something to say, okay, how can I say this? Um, hey. Not to trust men. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That they, they don't know how to commit to love to one person. And, mm. and, and this was you, you visualizing this or I, was this verbalized it. by your mother? So I saw it. Because some women, right. some mothers, you know, right. speak out loud. Because I've heard of several mothers not saying anything. Like, my, my, yeah, my, my mom, mom never, never talked anything. about anything. You know, so my mom my tried not to say anything. That's dope. But okay, but you see. witnessed it. Okay. And I think that as you get older, you don't realize that what you see happening, whether you really know what's happening or not, how much it affects you. Mm-hmm. And so um, yes, we sir. could see certain things. And, you know, for some some dads that are just busy and, and they're businessmen, mm-hmm. you know, when they're gone, you just think dad is working. Like, right, right. dad is always gone because he's getting to the bacon right. for the household. But as I got older and I saw my mom's emotions, 
and saw maybe how she felt when he wasn't coming home in a day. Or, hey, he left late at night and said he was going to the store. He's been gone for three hours. Mm. You know, you can start to see the emotional tolls. And once I got older and I was still living under her household, she was just kind of like, you don't know what I've been through. Because as a child, mm -hmm. I kind of felt, I felt like it was her fault that a lot of things didn't work. Mm. From the lack of her you, telling me yeah, what was she, going you've on. Been sheltered from but yeah, but I mean, yeah. respectfully so. You don't want to tell your kids too much. You don't want to bring them no, into situations yeah. that yeah, is you unnecessary. You gotta let them take their time to develop. Yeah. Right here. So that was one thing. I think that the distrust um, with men. Okay. And another thing. Um, I mean, if that's it, you know, yeah, I don't I know mean, if you have more. All right. Yeah. You don't need to go on to. That's, that's it. Okay. I mean, there's more, I'm sure, but we don't have to delve too deep yeah, right now, but the distrust with men. Okay, so may I ask you if, if you think your experience with the distrust of men puts you in a situation in, your, in some of your young relationships to cause a rift in some of your relationships or, or, or attract yes, certain things? Oh. Well, certain types you, of people right because essentially you want you subconsciously date your mother and your father yes. in some sense yes. some people might naturally try to do the opposite and be like you know so when i got to the age of like really dating i told myself well i'm not going to do what my mom did i'm going to give the benefit of the doubt and i'm going to do this and i'm going to do that mm. not really knowing Everything oh, so you, you tried the polar opposite. I did try the polar opposite. And then you over-trusted and yes. opened up a bit too much. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And opened up yourself to... To maybe being a little bit naive. You know, because mm -hmm. everyone has red flags before you really get into something you know may not be the best for you. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, do you think uh, do you think in any way, shape, or form you were sheltered? Mm. Not really, because my mom is an ex-drug addict. It depends in what nature. I'll say relationship-wise, yes. Yes, okay. Yeah. Um, are you the only child? No, so for my mother... Where do you fit? I was an only child for about eight years, maybe. And then my mom met my stepdad, he had a, a son who was the same age as me. Oh, okay. Then they had a child together, which is my youngest brother. Okay. <laughs> and in the middle of us moving and becoming like a blended family, um, my stepdad found out he had another daughter. So oh. it's four of us, essentially. Okay. So, I mean, how much time? You, so you really only spent time with the, the, the brother that was, you know, close in age. So and we, we kind of... Baby. Yeah, so since we're a blended family, like my, my oldest brother lived with the, we all lived together for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, it was me, my baby brother, my oldest brother. Then mm -hmm. he moved with his mom. Mm -hmm. And it was just me and my baby brother. Okay. Then my, sis, my stepsister moved with us, and it was just okay. us three. I mean, it's always interesting to me, to, like the dynamics, like what. It's, it's, it's variables, you know, a lot, and I really hate when people say, oh, you, you're never. Uh, I hate when people say you don't use math in real life. And it's like, yeah. no, you really do. Like, you have to be very calculative, yeah. you know? So, based on what you just said, that there are several different variables here yeah. that have an effect on the ultimate answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I always try to ask these questions. Like, we don't have to do names, we don't have to do ages, we don't have to do genders, so to speak, all the time. However, we do. I do like to understand the dynamics. Like, what was your environment like, yeah. you know? 
like what really affected you were were you the fuck up were you the you know what i'm saying like what, what really happened here to make you who you are right now and then put you in position to do better for yourself and your lineage right you know right so that's i'm just i guess this is kind of you know this chair is kind of like the psychology couch you Definitely. know the psychiatrist's couch so to speak so i, I really just try to get in the, the psyche of, of people and their experience so that i can understand and you know get more information out to people yeah so um kind of lost my train of thought there but um with that whole spiel but what i really wanted to get at was um well we were talking about the worst thing you learned in the yeah. well not just that but the, the balance about where you are you know mm -hmm. like what affected you were you, if you were an only child were you given you know all the attention you needed right. or were you spoiled or over right. sheltered or overwhelmed or right. left alone or you know yeah. were you uh, um, a younger sibling that you know got left alone and didn't get paid too much attention to because they would leave you with your older brother or older right. sister and right. you know right. were you close in age to where you worked together like all those factors really mm -hmm. you know pour into the the ultimate you know person that you are today so I always try to listen for those different factors and make connections like oh okay you know they're in this generation they had this they had mm -hmm. this they had that mm -hmm. why are you so screwed up why are you missing why are you know is it you the decisions are you that selfish are you hateful are you you know are you loving are you you know were you cared for were you given all the things that you needed but not the things that you wanted right because some people, you know, go through that, you know, mm -hmm. and they make assumptions based on, you know, oh, well, I, I wanted this and I wanted that. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like kind of selfish to me. Mm -hmm. Like, what about what you needed? Right. Are you giving what you needed? Right. And if you got that, then you might want to shut, shut up. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So I just I just try to get in, uh, in, into the, to the different mindset of the experience. So overall, um... You got a squad, you know, you got some brothers and sisters. Um, we figured out with the, uh, some of the, so, you know, cons or so quote unquote negatives are. Um, what are some of the best things that you learned from, from, from these men? Hmm. Um, I learned that you Think hard. I know that sounds bad. Like, like, is it like work ethic or um, fairness or um, yes. what, what else have I learned? I've listened to a lot of different people say a lot of different things. Um, okay, maybe being honest. Being honest, okay. I had to learn that. I'm still growing so, in that. So, does that mean like you sugarcoat shit for people? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes you sugarcoat even, like my own feelings. Like if something bothers me, I'm like, oh, you know, it's alright, you know. Okay. And then I sit with it and I'm like, you know what, actually, I'm going to be good about. May I ask you, um, what are some things that you wish you would have learned from my father's? From your father's, yes. Um, and then we can move into the whole family dynamic as well. Even your mother, like you know, moms are—they got a say in this too. So, no. What are some things you wish you would have learned from them? 
I wish I would have learned how it felt to be loved um, unconditionally, like on a like on a fatherly level. I think that's how you learn how to to um, receive affection from a man that's not necessarily physically intimate. Okay. Um, have we talked about the five love languages? Yeah, I think we have. Yeah, yeah. So, do you know your love language? You know what? I don't. I think I might have a mixture. I think some, you know, some people have oh, mixtures. Yeah, yeah, I got two for sure. Mine might be words, like how you, yeah. what you say and how you say it, definitely. Yeah, and words maybe, and encouragement is a thing. Oh, and maybe a touch, like affection. Yeah. Because I wasn't really, physical yeah, physical affection. We didn't really have that. Okay. Too much. And I noticed that with um, my brother and uh, his daughter. Um, my brother is, you know, he'll give her a hug. He'll give her a peck on the cheek, you know? Right. But see, imagine being a young girl who never really got a hug or a peck on the cheek from her dad, right? And I then see, when you Because there's to, levels to it. Right. And so now I you're literally up. chase my niece down and I squeeze her right. and I kiss them cheeks. I'll be like, give me my cheeks. Right. And so you know? imagine. So now she's like, wow, like. And if you're a girl who never had that and now you're in school and the first physical touch that you have from the from a man is a guy who thinks you think he likes you or says he loves you and then then you go on further and further into like connecting with men in that nature yeah you know so it's it's just different wow okay i understand completely and there's different levels to that too yeah wow i get it i get it all right um um but you also said something you asked what would i wish i would have learned having security I think when you have a, a father... That is the sixth love language. Yes. I learned that the hard way. The but feeling of yes. security. Yes. Yeah. And is what, and there's levels to security. Yeah. There's financial I'm not just, security. Yeah, we're not just talking about financial. I mean, physical security. Exactly. Emotional security. Emotional security. Like, there's so levels many. to that. That's so layered. Yeah. I almost need to think... I, uh, there's a quarter down to, here. Uh, a quarter? I think I need to reach out to the dude who wrote the five love languages and, and be like, bro, I found the six. <laughs> <laughs> the six <laughs> and and there's levels four. to it. Yeah, because uh, you're, uh, you, you're familiar with uh, the four agreements. The book, the four yeah. agreements. Yeah, there's a fifth agreement. What's the fifth agreement? I don't remember right now, but I read it and it was good as hell. Okay. I'll look it up. Trust okay. me. Hey, it was good. I'll, I'll revisit that. I have a friend who reads the four agreements every year for the past 10 years. That's amazing. Yeah, she's dope. Like, yeah, she's one of my favorite amazing. people on the planet. But. Because even like when I'm so being intentional with your words, right? Yes. That's like even being like when you be like, oh, I was just playing. Like, no. Nah, you, know, you like, wouldn't. Let's be right. intentional with even our jokes, kind of. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. And it's hard because you don't want to be so serious in life, but you also want to be accountable. You need to be yeah. accountable. That's yeah. definitely a thing. That's definitely a thing. I like the sound of that. Okay, but yeah, um, I definitely want to reach out to dude and be like, hey, man, hey, <laughs> women, women need one more, man. Yeah. You know, it's not that easy. Do you but, feel but like men, need men that too. I was going to say, do you feel like men? need a sense of security also hell yeah absolutely yeah there's there's levels to security you know what like, kind of a, a security does a man need though from a woman from a woman yeah hmm that's a good question uh let's see what type of 
So it depends on the man. Right. So it depends on on the man and the upbringing, much like you know all these variables come in, come into play. So I met several different men, and there are men that do not like to be held or do not like to hold others. Right. Right. So obviously, you know, back to the five love languages, physical touch is not a thing for them. So it, you really have to learn the person yourself first of all what right. you're capable of and what you desire and then the person that you attract and what they understand is love mm -hmm. so um i guess it's just finding that love language just really and being open i think with each other and that's what sucks about dating now is the you know people actually um one, there's no sense of security in, in being able to be open about your life and yourself with people because it's like, oh, people are super petty or they might tell everybody my business. But if you're, if you're honest with people from the beginning, you know, you kind of be like, ah, I can't really. I can't well, it's, really, really I can't. it's really hard to be honest these days because of social media and exposure and like all these different factors that. You know, people are not willing to be vulnerable these days because, I don't want to say, for the lack of a better term, shallow. Yeah. For lack of a better term, real shallow mm -hmm. but and, and insecure. Like, and that's what the show's about. You know what I mean? Like, your insecurities will really, like, wither you away, you know, and, and, and put you in positions to where you never, you're, you're so forced and focused on the outside factors, right. you don't develop enough self enough to be strong enough to, to protect yourself and fight the outside factors. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So a lot of us, you know, we put on these facades, you know, and even in the book, you know, he says the first two years of every relationship is infatuation because all you're meeting, nine times out of ten, all you're meeting is the representative. Yeah. You're not you meeting don't really the, the true person. Like a year in. And, right. A <laughs> year, maybe why, two, maybe more. So interestingly enough, like when I talk to my friends, my, my female friends, I talk about, even some of my male friends, I talk about like, what's the problem with taking things slow? Why can't you date somebody for three months without being physically intimate with them? Because they said time will tell all. It will tell everything. Yeah. Everything. And I always tell my daughter like, yo, if you listen long enough, they're going to tell you the truth. Take your time. Take your time. Exactly. Take your time. There ain't no rush. It's no rush. And anybody who's in a rush is not the person for you. Right. And I mean, yeah. Yeah. Real talk. Real talk. You said that right. So, with that said, it, that is a very good point. And, hmm. It's a good conversation. <laughs> Caught me off guard right there. You gave me a whole bar. I had to think about. Right? No, <laughs> I had to, I had to, uh, you know, apply that to memory. Like, yeah, so let me like, okay. take my time with that one. So some of the things that I was want my sons to know—that's what I was about to ask you next. You know? Thank you. Like, what do you want to yeah. impart on these young men because I, they're going to deal with women, right? Eventually. So it's hard because women who are being intentional with raising their sons to be more accountable with their emotions and communication kind of meet a wall because we have to think about where the mindset of our young women is changing to. You know, girls are listening to, me included, Meg Thee Stallion and, and 
and music and, and, and that ideology we, like that. This is so, what we're not doing. You know, so if I raise my son to be communicative and emotional, is he going to be considered soft? And That's a cold twist. You know, because I, I don't never want to forget. Be a narcissist. I, well, I mean, but that's I, what we end up raising a lot of times. Well, you know, between you're absolutely right. Unfortunately, well, let me say this. Fortunately, we gotta find balance. Yeah. You know, but the 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 cold part, the the unfortunate part is the extremes that society are producing by these um, virtual yeah. insanity images, mm -hmm. you know, and promoting all this, pardon my language, BS, let me just leave it at that, you know? Mm -hmm. It's so much easier because, um, it's just so much easier to catch someone's eye with something, you know, the, the seven deadly sins, you know, greed, lust, you know what I mean? All those different things mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, your eye automatically is attracted to it. Mm -hmm. So if you catch a kid with it, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is the thing? Yeah. Oh, that's what I want. No, bro, this is not what you need, though. Right. Your soul requires something different. Your right. body may want that. Right. Your eyes may like that. But well, what I'm, that's not, you know, I'm healthy for you. I'm learning how to balance spiritual growth in life with the physical world, right? Because they're two different type of energies. Oh my God. And so in me trying to learn that, Preach. I'm being hopeful that I can also instill that in my kids. Like, yes, life, you are a spiritual being living in a physical existence. However, mm -hmm. we gotta play Monopoly. Gotta we play still gotta, gotta, we still gotta roll game. the dice and still gotta, gotta keep play it the long game. Gotta get around the board, gotta collect so, your money. You know, I'm very open with little, uh, my eldest. Yes, <laughs> My yes. little one. Yeah. Um, I, I express myself to them, um, and I try to be balanced because I don't want to make them worried or think about things that a child doesn't need to. Um, however. Yeah, however, I do encourage for my sons to communicate. Mm -hmm. My youngest is very communicative, but he's mm -hmm. a baby. Mm -hmm. so, and so is my eldest, but sometimes I got to kind of pull it pull it out of him. Mm -hmm. um, but it's important to, to be able as a man to communicate. Your it feelings is. It and is. Just everything. Yeah, I dated a chick one time and I cried in front of her and she literally like laughed at me. I was young How too. Horrific. Yeah, and then not only that, I was talking to her about someone else, uh, about her father. Yeah. And she laughed at him for crying. Mm -hmm. I'm like. But you got to think about her mindset, like why that's funny to her, like. Because she thought men were supposed to be tough, you right? know. For a lot of uh, a lot of us in those, and especially the past generations, um, speaking about her father and, and and other men that she had seen, she probably hadn't seen another man cry ever. Yeah. And then when she finally saw her dad cry, this man is getting older. He's losing friends and family. Yeah. Like yeah, things start to shake you. You know what I mean? Like as a human, it's like so things start to shake your core, and it's like damn, like you know, I'm hurt by this. Mm -hmm. You know, so for her to like, yeah, be like, ha, 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 my dad, you know, he cried too much. I was like, whose kid is this? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, you know, he might have been hurt. And I've been explaining to my daughter because I've been crying in front of her a lot lately. Yeah. You know, I just let it out now, you know, it is what it was, you know. But I told her, like, we've been taught to suppress, mm -hmm. you know, all these years and the pressure of bust a pipe. 
you know, you hold that in too long, it's going to resort to anger, you know, negativity, you know, uh, abuse. Negative vices. Uh, vices, yeah. all of the above. So I went out of my way to just express to her, like, yo, this is a real situation. This is, you know, some things that I've been dealing with for the past few years, you know. My dad has cancer. My mom is, you know. Yeah getting on my damn nerves, you know what I mean? Whatever, <laughs> you know, I'm dealing with, yeah. you know, I'm like, this, yeah, and it's frustrating. It and if I don't cry this out, I'm going to go punch a wall and yeah. break my hand yes. or, you know, go driving you know, down the freeway 200 miles an hour for no reason. What's so deep in our communities and the black and brown communities, we've been taught to physically show how we feel. Yes. You disrespect me, I'm going to show you. Right. Oh, Instead of talking it out, like, you know what, or or forgiving, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, sometimes I'm like, man, you know what, you don't even know no better, man. Let me let me get out your way. Yeah. I had to learn that recently. You know, I almost got into a, a situation at a club recently. This dude asked me to move over because um, his girl kept bumping into me. He asked me to move over. I'm like, yeah, all right, <laughs> let me just say yes and not do it mm -hmm. as opposed to being like, you know, right. checking this whole situation right. like. Right. Bro, we both going to jail tonight. Like, this is about to be ugly. Like, this shouldn't have even been a thing, you know? Let me get out your way. You know what? Cool. Whatever you wanted to hear, yes. But I'm going to still do me. So I just had to leave it alone. Like, you know, so we as men, you know, been taught to, you know, like you said, the bravado and the issues with, the, you know, stepping to people. Like, for what? Like, did you really play chess with this situation? Like, did you really think that I was going out of my way to bump into her? Or was I being rude? Like, did you really even think about really what was going on in this situation? You just chose. Right. 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 He was just in the moment and thought that this was the best thing to do. And I was like, you know what? Let me think for you. Because my mom taught me, you know, how to not. I've never been in a car accident. She said, you have to drive for other people. I was like, drive for other people? I'm driving myself. Like, I'm driving the car. But yeah, you steer your life, but you got to navigate these people. You got to see who's the aggressor. Mm -hmm. Some people are driving too fast. Some people are erratic. Somebody's on the phone. Somebody's having a conversation. Somebody just left a bad relationship. Mind on, you know, Lord knows where their mind is, you know? So that's how I kind of navigate my life. Like, you know what? Let me back up off of you. Let me give you your space. Let me let you know I'm not playing with you. You know, I, I navigate the situation as such in the moment, you know? So, yeah, back to the emotional thing with men. Like, yes, we absolutely have to learn that we have emotions too and how and the, the best healthy way to filter those emotions for ourselves and others is, you know? I live by this code. I say, do no harm, but take no shit, you know? If you, I'm gonna give you your pass. Once you step too far, then you gotta know. But at the same time, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna give you all the space you need to navigate your life because I have no desire to get involved or, you know, have this confrontation that really never, never needed to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, could have been avoided on every way, shape, and form because I was on my way somewhere and so were you. Mm -hmm. But you chose this moment, you know, to create this collision you know that really isn't necessary so um i'm gonna ask you this last question wrap it up do you have any advice for one 
let's just do it like this. What advice do you have for fathers to impart with any child? Any child. Yeah, it doesn't matter boy or girl, but what's the best advice you would have based on your experience with yours as well as your experience, you know, yeah. growing the next generation and with their descendants, you know, mm -hmm. because they're going to have children one day. Right. So what's the best advice you can give based on what you've experienced mm -hmm. to any anybody, even me with a child already, someone who's about to have a child? I, know. I just, I'm the type of person who like, you know, if somebody says something to you and then like you don't have a comeback, but three days later you got that comeback. So mm -hmm. for me to think of an answer really quick, sometimes it's hard. But mm -hmm. I think for my advice, personally, um, is be present and be conscious of be in the way that you're being present in your children's life. I mean, present means like in that in time, their in life. that moment. In their life. Yeah. Oh, just period. Like period. It, physically. Physically is important. If you can be there physically. But when, when some people say in the in the present, that mean like like right here with you and I. Right now. Like am I listening to you well, right now? Am I hearing you? Or are you talking about being present? Okay. Like physically being present means like over the course of the years, you know, or the days. Mm -hmm. So that's what you're saying, big picture wise. Like, don't abandon your children. Is that what you're saying? That yeah. Um, we cutting it down though. Yeah. I think yeah. He said okay. That. Um, let me see. Let's see real quick. I keep it. All that. Um. So all of the above, being present in the moment, being attentive to what their needs or this this moment requires. Cause it's, there's no. Well, okay. I'll say. Um, I'll say this. I'll say um, when I think about what I wish I would have learned from my my fathers, I wish I would have learned. Um, I wish I would have felt more love from them. My stepdad raised me to like trust no one. <laughs> Mm, he, you yeah. know, he kind of taught me about life isn't necessarily fair. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the friends that you have right now aren't going to be your friends five years from now. Mm. And you used to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, you know, those things are really true. Yeah, um, making a plan, like always having a plan. Okay. Um, but for me, I didn't have the presence of my biological father. So even just the phone calls, like... I didn't need monetary things. I needed his presence in my life. So do you think, like, you felt like you, you missed something in yourself, was, right? Cause, yeah. Cause, yeah, because I, I think that's kind of how I felt. Like, my mom and dad weren't together, and my dad was not around. But I had my uncles. Mm -hmm. I, my mom had a brother, and my dad's two brothers um, were very present. Mm -hmm. I mean, these dudes taught me how to drive. They taught me how to fix stuff. That's beautiful. Like, yeah, I had a community. Yeah. But I always felt that void, though. Mm -hmm. So I get what you're saying. Like, you know. Because it's not your dad. Like, it's not your dad. Yeah. Like, and he's not in the home. And he's not mm -hmm. picking you up all the time and showing you or yeah. looking in your face and saying, hold your head down, buddy. Yeah. Hello. Hold your head down. Um, he's not looking in your face and showing you. You know, like, yo, this is how to be. When you know that you come me. from someone, like, I am yours, why don't you want me? Right. Why don't you want to be there? And this is messed up because this is, as, as, that's a human nature thing. Yeah. And the cold part about that is, and this is why I had to write a letter to my dad recently, to forgive him for that. 
Because I realized he didn't know. I learned this saying, you don't know what you know until you know it. Mm -hmm. So he didn't know no better. Yeah, and I wanted to, I wish I would have learned how to. But we can't beat ourselves up over that. I mean, yeah, but you learn that as you get older. You know, right. You learn all of this yeah. as you get older. And, and, and definitely like as you become a parent. Now. You know, as you yes. become a parent, you learn something new all the time. But Absolutely. I wish that my, I wish I also would have known how to be loved and respected by a man. Hmm. So you just kind of just left alone and provided for Like, here, here's your clothes. Because, you know. You got everything. You got clothes. You got food. You got shelter. And then you look for a man who's <laughs> providing right. for you. Right. And not really emotionally providing you. Attached. Before right. Before you are. You know. I got you. All right. But then that equates to also learning those things would also teach me or a young woman how to love and care for herself. Self-worth. So, yeah. It, it really, all of the things that you learn from your father or your mother really comes back to yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why it truly takes a village because you get, you know, all these lessons from all over, but also, you know, sometimes you're lacking a lot, you know, and that's why I forgive, you know, not just my parents, but, like, that whole generation, you know, and this is why we're the generation to fix this because we have the wherewithal now. We have the tools, you know, things like therapy and things like that are are now available to us to where we just had to suck it up. Yeah. You know, things like that are now, um, you know, terminology is out there like what triggered you and, um, you know, what space you're in. And, you know, yeah. I'm just listening to these terms and I'm like, what? We weren't allowed this. Like, shut up and do what I said to do before I get you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you ain't getting dinner tonight type stuff, you know? So it, it's a trip, and you know we, we're doing the work as this generation, and I'm super excited to see, you know, the next version of ourselves as well as them and what they're able to produce because you know it's it's getting better. Yeah. It really is, you know. It's, it's some sad stuff going on out there, but it is definitely getting better as well. So uh, I just definitely want to thank you for your time and your communication and the opportunity to to learn something from someone else. And uh, I pray and wish you the best and for yourself and your whole entire uh, lineage. And we just going to keep going. And every day, is, every day is a good day to get better. So let's go get it. So, hey, I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Um, my name is Mark. And if you want to drop a comment or email or some questions, go ahead and hit me up at themarkofgenius at gmail.com. And uh, tune in soon, man. Share this with a friend or two. Um, chime in. Let me know what you think. I appreciate your time, and y'all be great. Take care. God bless. Peace and love.